Welcome to Raising Vibrant Kids. I'm your host, Rachel Blair. Super excited that you're here today. Today is going to be a little bit different. Instead of an interview, I'm going to try a solo episode and see what you guys think. I was going to talk about um, how I think that imagination is our secret superpower, but I just went on an amazing spring break with my family to Mexico. And the things that happened to me there, it just really drilled down the idea that our emotions are a signal to us, a signal of what we're thinking and how we're kind of presenting ourselves in the world. I've known for many years now that our thoughts really are creating our reality. And I just want you to sit and think about that. (laughs) It's funny to say, think about that. But I want you to really start to see when you think something, how it shifts your, um, it's not an immediate manifestation of your thoughts, but it does create a vibration and a feeling And it affects how you show up in the world, how you interact with people, how you interact with your children and how you parent. So I want to dive deeper into this today with you, because it's really very important, not only in how we parent and how we show up, but also just in our own lives on a daily basis. Now, I will say it's very hard to keep track of your thoughts on a regular basis and to see them because most of them are so subconscious and they are just kind of floating around. And I think that that is one of the reasons why meditation can often be difficult for a lot of people because you're sitting in silence and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to clear my head of all these thoughts. No, no, thoughts will come up and thoughts come and it's just kind of the natural part of who we are as human beings. But it's interesting because what actually I want, what we need to start focusing on is how we feel, not even what we're thinking, but how we're feeling, because that's giving us the indication of whether or not we're leaning into our well-being, our goodness, and our true essence. And what's interesting is that so many of us were taught not to pay attention to our feelings, to suppress them, to not listen to them. But what they are really is a signal. They are a signal to us of what we are thinking subconsciously and the vibration that we are currently resonating at and whether or not we are in alignment with ourselves. And it's just like the signal of pain. Like if you cut your finger, your body gives you a signal of pain to say, there's something wrong that I need you to pay attention to. Your feelings are doing the exact same thing, but often we don't, we just don't realize that that's what they are. So this past week, we went to Mexico as a family, and my husband was given this amazing trip through work, and it was just so, I mean, just a really nice, beautiful trip. But we get there, and it's very secluded in many ways, and you have to order off of their menu from their restaurant. And the restaurant was very expensive. And we're there with our three children. And basically, I'm looking at this menu thinking, oh my goodness, we're going to spend what we would have spent basically on a month's worth of groceries at this, just on this vacation on food alone. Now, this was very triggering for me because as a child, my parents got married young. 
They, like many other parents, would fight about money, and me as a 10-year-old, I would try to fix that for them, even though I was not needed to fix their money problems. And menus were always very triggering for me because my mom would order the most expensive item on the menu, and my dad would get a little upset about it. And she would always say, well, I just have really good taste. And she does have really good taste. But as a child, I would feel the stress of it because they were arguing about money and there was a sense of scarcity there for me. So these menus with high prices and spending a bunch of money on food that we were not planning to definitely triggered old emotions for me, old patterns that came up for me on this trip. And it created a lot of feelings of scarcity, a lot of feelings of fear, fear about spending this money. And for the first day on the trip, I could not relax. I was freaking out. Um, I was experiencing this and I was also bothering my husband about it, which wasn't fun for him. But what you can see is that I was having these thoughts. They were causing these emotions of anxiety and worry for me. And instead of relaxing and having fun with my family, I was really feeling uneasy about just eating food in general and the things that we needed to nourish our bodies. Now, I knew that I could lean into that and continue to bother everybody and try to figure out a way for us to go to a supermarket or to get food in a cheaper manner or whatever, and that I could try to troubleshoot it that way. Or I knew that I could also lean into abundance and shift the thoughts that I currently had going for me. And I did do an amazing meditation that really helped me to shift from worry, anxiety, and concern to more peace and harmony and relaxation. Now, I want you to know before I go on with the story that I didn't deny how I was feeling and I also didn't beat up on myself. I didn't give myself a hard time for not enjoying the first day of Mexico. I really kind of just worked on feeling more abundant in many ways and feeling just the energy of the of the beautiful place that we were in. And I think I also had a lot of appreciation for what we were being given in this situation. I mean, my husband had basically been given this trip. So it's not like we were spending a ton of money on other things. And you could say, well, Rachel, why did you feel anxious and worried to begin with? But those were the thoughts that were running through my head. They were triggers from my childhood. And they I was feeling those things. So I had to shift out of the worry and the anxiety. But anyways, once I did, and once I was feeling more abundant, more relaxed, we had the best time. And I was able to really lean into the relaxation, the abundance, the family time, the love that we have for one another. And we got to really hang out with amazing, great friends as well. So we ended up going to Chichen Itza, which is like the ruins there. We went to this amazing cenote where you like swim in the pool and the cave and just had just when we got to zip line down into the water and my children loved it. We ended up going to, um, I think it's called Escare, which is like this water park that we went to with friends. And I got to snorkel with my children for the first time. We got to see dolphins and all these other animals. It was really just an amazing experience. And my husband gifted me the massage, 
which was also just, oh my goodness, it was the best massage that I've had. And the woman came out and she, you know, she, afterwards she said, your aura is so beautiful, which would not have been the case had I held on to the anxiety and worry and everything else that I was feeling the first day. It also allowed us to really connect with some good friends that we hadn't seen in a while. And to top it all off, Jessica Alba was staying in our hotel. We had heard rumors of people seeing her in the restaurant. And I would never have thought that I would get to see her or even get to talk to her. But she ended up being in the pool playing with her kids while I was in the pool playing with my children. And our children actually played together. And she was very nice and came up and spoke to me. And it was just such an honor to get to meet her. I mean, not only is she an amazing actress, but she's also an amazing female entrepreneur that has taken a company public. And um, I mean, I remember buying her products for my youngest daughter when she was an infant. And if I had still been worried about the menu, the food, and I'd been trying to negotiate that, I wouldn't have been in a space to um, to meet Jessica Alba, to receive her, or I probably wouldn't have even been in the pool playing with my kids because I would have been stuck in the worry of how much we were paying for the food. And it really made me just come home and see how when I tune into my feelings and I notice the thoughts that are causing them, how I am able to shift my state of being and live in a greater vibration with my own wellness and and my harmony, I just don't think that all of those events would have flowed as smoothly and as beautifully as they did if I hadn't released the anxiety and worry that I was feeling on that first day. Which makes me question whether or not the path to blissful motherhood is really an emotional path where we're tuning into how we're feeling and which is giving us feedback about what we're thinking. Oftentimes, as parents, we tend to lean into guilt and worry about our children, which seems to be so natural because we want the best for them. But I can't help but wonder what would happen if we shifted doubt to belief, controlling to allowing, criticism to appreciation and praise, now, I want you to really feel the difference in the vibration of these words, that if we replaced criticism with appreciation and praise, I mean, have you seen your child's face light up when you appreciate them and praise them for different things and how they feel warm and you can feel their open heart versus when we criticize them, how deflated they look, how hard they look broken hearted. Feel the difference between the words controlling and allowing. None of us like to be controlled. None of us like to feel like somebody else is deciding for us. Feel the difference between the vibration of somebody doubting you and somebody believing in you. When somebody believes in you, you feel empowered. When somebody doubts you, you just feel small, small. And what about for yourself, not only for your kids, but can you feel this when your own self-talk as a lower vibration? What if we stopped comparing ourselves to other parents? 
Whenever we compare ourselves to other people, we're either doing it so that we can feel better about ourselves because we don't feel worthy, or we feel a lot worse. I don't know about you, but a lot of times when you compare, you feel worse about yourself and you feel like you're not capable, not worthy, not as good as everybody else. But these thoughts of comparison, of worry, of anxiety, they hold us down. They hold us down in a place where we are not our best selves. And oftentimes we can feel trapped by them, trapped in guilt, trapped in fear, trapped in any other negative emotion. But what's so interesting about it is that when you start to notice how you're feeling and you pay attention and you name it, maybe you write it down, then you can start to uncover what is causing that feeling. And I can guarantee you that it is a thought that is not towards your well-being, towards your greatness, towards the amazing gift that you are. You know, when young children get called a name in school, they immediately feel bad because a thought has been presented to them that they are not worthy or awesome. And they immediately feel that. Any thought that you think that is not telling you about your goodness, your worthiness, your wholeness, you will feel bad. I challenge you this week to just notice that because it is so interesting. And the most amazing thing is that we have the power to shift it. Now, a lot of what I'm saying here comes from me studying Abraham Hicks. And Abraham Hicks says that love is the resonance with our source and the depth and the wholeness of who we truly are, which is so incredible. So when you're feeling good emotions of appreciation, harmony, love, inspiration, satisfaction, these are all thoughts that are connecting you with your inner being, your inner person. And that is just so amazing and powerful. And it doesn't mean that you're negative feelings are bad. It's all just a sign. It's a signal. It's not good or bad. It just is. And the coolest thing is that when you start to tune into this and you start to see it in your own life, you then have a better understanding of your child and where your child's emotions come from. And oftentimes, And your behaviors are caused most of the time from our emotions. And what we're trying to shift for our children, where I say, oh, we often use the carrot or the stick, meaning I am going to reward you or punish you based on your behaviors. Oftentimes, the behaviors are coming from our emotions. But when we tune into our child's emotions, then we can help them to shift what they are thinking and then also how they are feeling. It's just an amazing dynamic between behaviors, feelings, and thoughts. Now, there are many times that I've actually, you know, been with my children, say, um, my youngest is in bed and she's scared of the dark. And we'll sit there and you can feel she has fear. She has fear because she's thinking these thoughts that the dark isn't safe. And I'm not denying her feelings. Of course, she feels this way. If I try to deny it, then we're in this tug, like, and I say, no, no, you don't feel that way. It creates a tug of war. And she doesn't feel heard, 
loved or supported. But when I can sit there with her and notice things in the room, and we just kind of are in the present moment together, I'm able to actually work on her thoughts about the room and her safety. You are safe in this room. This is a safe spot where you can feel the warmth of your bed. You can feel mommy and daddy next door. Your special stuffed animal is right next to you. And I am able to, through just talking it out with her, because fear is really, you're thinking about the future and what could happen in the future. And when I say thoughts that are then present in her mind, I'm bringing her back to this present moment of safety and security, which is often the difference between worrying for many of us, worrying about our children in the future and what they what they could become and what, you know the fear of what they what could happen to them or what what um they may or may not do in the future but if we bring it back to the present moment we're okay in this moment in this moment we are safe and when we notice those thoughts we can shift our emotions in that way and then we can live from a place of wholeness and resonance which is when you really feel free Now, when you start to really notice your thoughts and your feelings, you can actually tap into appreciation and gratitude, which is such a powerful practice. And I know that we talked about a gratitude practice a little bit in episode three with Michelle Becker and where your best takes you. But when you start to practice appreciation, you feel so good. You look around and you say, wow, I'm so grateful for the people in my life. I'm so grateful for the shelter that houses us. I'm so grateful for the running water, for the electricity and the heat. I mean, you can really tap into really simple things and just feel how connected you are to your well-being and to your source. And you can teach your children this practice as well, like we talked about in episode three. But as you start to have these thoughts of gratitude and appreciation, it creates momentum in your life. It creates momentum of goodness. It creates momentum of openness to opportunities, openness to new relationships, openness to just wonderful things happening. And honestly, I would say that our trip to Mexico was one of those amazing opportunities that presented itself to us because of gratitude and appreciation. I mean, the fact that uh, my husband was given this trip was just absolutely amazing. And then the fact that we had such a wonderful time as a family. But this episode is not to make you feel bad about thoughts that you're having or feelings that you're having. It's really just to encourage you to get curious, to get curious and to have some more awareness and to notice that you have the ability to create them, to change them to shift them in the direction that you want them to go. And then also to notice in your children how their thoughts are affecting their emotions and their behaviors as well. I hope that you find your curiosity and I would love to hear about it if you are interested in having this conversation. You can always email me at raisingvibrantkids at gmail.com or come over to the Facebook group where we're discussing these topics. Um, 
or follow me on Instagram at Raising Vibrant Kids. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for joining me. And remember, you are a gift to the world. May your light shine bright today. Bye.